Hello and welcome to episode 94 of I'm Fine, a chat around the subjects of health, wealth and well-being with myself, Damo, and a fine specimen of a man who's on top of his training game at the moment, mm. Mark. And, mm. and, mm. I've got some earth-breaking news around um, there you have. a new exercise. Yes, I have. <laughs> no, you haven't. Yes, I have. It's just news. No, 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 it's, it's groundbreaking. Right. It goes against everything I was taught as a PT. <laughs> All right. Do we uh, do we tease this? Or would you like to? No, no. I'll just say there's a guy oh. on Joe Rogan today called Ben Patrick. Mm. Um, we'll get the link. It's like literally I've only just. Heard. You mean I will? Yeah, <laughs> Colin. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, he's he's basically explaining. Take a step back. One of the things you'll know. One of the key things that PTs go is, oh, when you're doing the split squats, make sure your knees. Don't go over your toes and concentrate on your back leg and make sure it blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I've never heard that. That's what actual <laughs> proper PTs say. <laughs> Ones that are qualified. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we often say, I often say, like, if you concentrate on your back knee, it almost okay. works your front knee. I mean, my, my form must be just on point. Yeah, there's Therefore, never no, been a need to no, correct you. <laughs> quite. Um, but it is tempting that your front, on your front leg, that the knee comes further forward. And also yeah. sometimes in squats, it's something that mm-hmm. a lot of we are trained to say. And also, does the raising the back leg or the front leg in said squat mm-hmm. do anything at all? Is the that just... Squat? <laughs> yeah, massively. And they, they, they just start... So is that like, or if you have it higher at the back, it's like extending more? Is that extending even before you've extended? So it extends your leg a bit Well, it's a, it hits your posterior chain, so your calf, your hamstring and your glutes. Uh-huh. So the higher up your back leg is on a split squat, it's almost it hits higher up. Okay. okay. So it isn't like a squat squat where you're hitting... So like when you do chest and um, chest presses at different angles, it works? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Up, you can have up the bench. The, up the muscles. Yeah. Which yeah. I thought was an amazing thing when you told me yeah. that. And some people do flat and then every sort of two or three weeks will just raise the bench yeah. a little bit just to change what you're yeah. hitting. But he was mentioning split squats and saying they're like they're groundbreaking stuff. And this guy, well, we'll talk about it maybe next week. Maybe if you have a listen. And one of the things he was saying. He can't stop there. <laughs> so he one can't. of the things he was saying is around sled work. So this guy has oh, had yeah. his knee um Broke his kneecap, and so he's got a partly um, partial sort of false kneecap. And evidently, he can do massive standing jumps, even with this bit of a knee. And right. what, what he does is, before every workout, four days a week, he pulls sleds. Right. Which is, I mean, <laughs> even if it's an upper body workout, he will okay. pull sleds. But he was explaining he doesn't just push them, he can pull them backwards, if you like. So you're... Hey? You're walking backwards, pulling a sled. Uh, rather than facing away from it, you're facing to the yeah, sled. So it's a pull exercise it. rather than a push exercise. Okay. And that the background from that has come that in the forests in Finland, where a lot of their strongmen come from, that's how they pull the trees traditionally. Right. So you're sort of work, working backwards and pulling the weight. Okay. And obviously they're always big on world's strongest man. Guess so. On a bank Because they don't have machinery to do that kind of stuff. They Not in Finland there. yet, no. <laughs> right, as <no. laughs> I haven't heard of tractors <laughs> no. and cranes. No. Right, okay. So anyway, he was just coming up with some stuff, and the interesting thing for me was... So sorry, what was the ground... Have you not got that that bit? Ground... Sorry, don't mean to be impatient. No, I mean, we've got all, all the time well, in the, the world. Ground, the groundbreaking thing, as he was explaining, was that how difficult it was for him to come to a theory that because it went against... Um, yeah, the considered view or the consensus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like, 
I've just done all this research and this works and these people have done this all their life and that works. But okay. it's like, no, 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 this is what it says in the book. Right. Even to point when he was doing the exam, hmm. he said he was having to answer in what the examiners would think was the right, right. result rather than what he knew. Okay. Um, and he's put something up on Instagram, Ben Patrick's his name, giving a sort of step-by-step guide to just how important this is. And you're listening and going, he's either... You know, a maverick who's just come up mm-hmm. with something, he's trying to sell a book. Um, yeah. <laughs> or or he's like, you know, come up with something absolutely great. And But Joe Rogan was like really sort of taken in by everything yeah. he was. I don't mean that in a bad way. He was yeah. like, you know, really involved in the conversation and sort of going, it all makes sense what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and interesting, this week I've just started doing sled work right. and double Have footed jumps. Yeah, because so. you do see a lot of that on the old gram, don't you, people? Because yeah. I guess it looks quite cool, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it looks cooler than a lot of the other stationary stuff. Yeah. And I was doing a lot, if you remember, probably in the beginning of the lockdown, doing a lot of those double-footed jumps onto logs and things. Can yeah. you remember that? And that that was because of my sprinting. I wanted to have mm. that acceleration and that torque. Yeah. Um, so, no, it's just, I think I think it's that thing about, it's almost if you can get in on the ground floor with something new rather than waiting for everybody else to catch up and then go, yeah, it was a good idea five years ago, and we agree. Mm-hmm. So, it's, I mean, it's like the Eat Well plate, which is something the government promote around healthy eating. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it basically says, and this is still common. Um, so, it's like the diagram, isn't it, yeah, of how much, yeah. I guess, veg and meat and all that yeah. kind of and it says you should have. base this, it actually says around the plate, you should base each meal on one of the following, rice, yeah. pasta, or potatoes. <laughs> and it's like, no, you shouldn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you think that's still there and there are still people. Mm, mm. And when it says you should include a good source of protein and then it goes beans, legumes, peas or red meat. And I'm thinking really red meat is the top mm. and then chicken and then tuna and then beans and legumes. But yeah. because of the whole sort of yeah. vegetarian vegan, it's like your first stop for protein should be mm. beans that are like 8% protein. Or you could have a nice ribeye that's, you know, yeah. 24%. But it's interesting, isn't it, that the first things that are mentioned are vegetarian, but they're yes. not the best sources of protein. Mm, quite. So why are they listed first? Why not have the percentages? Are you suggesting there's something, a footmark there? Mm. Are you suggesting there's an ulterior motive? Well. Well, it mm. wouldn't be the first time, would it, you no. suggested such things? I started a conversation <laughs> with a client today, and I don't think I've been very controversial with her. She knows I'm a idiot but and she just your mouth is going to say something else then <laughs> for the benefit of the listeners <laughs> I, I said <laughs> began with p but I, said, I think you were going to say a p word weren't you i was going to say i was a prick yeah yeah, yeah. and um i said something and she looked at me and it was that look of i don't agree with the comment you just made but she was too polite to argue with you no but the look was enough so yeah, i right. thought to myself she doesn't agree yeah so yeah and i know you well enough to go, that's red rag to a bull. Yeah. That's okay. like bring this okay. one. Up. She needed to be educated. <laughs> yeah. She didn't come yeah. here to train. Yeah, and she so. couldn't have been coming. You know, been with you long because she'd know not to disagree. She's been with <laughs> me four years, but she has left on a few occasions. <laughs> right, she keeps coming back. Yeah. What is it? What is it? Is it your magnetism? Yeah, and and charisma. Right. I was talking. I'd like to talk about this actually. Let me have a sip of coffee. Wait, what coffee is that, Mark? Dusty ape, I'm oh, sure it is. It is, yes, absolutely. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they used to have Mellow Birds coffee? Imagining the marketing team, we'd like to advertise this coffee. Let's mellow call it bird. Mellow. Mellow Bird, yeah, I think well, I do. No, no, it's coffee, mate. No, no, call it it's Mellow. It's not Mellow Yellow. No, that was something else, wasn't it? Mm. We call it Mellow Yellow. What was that? A song. 
No, what was Mellow Year? It was a product, wasn't it? No. It's a song by someone in the 60s or early 70s. They call it Mellow Yellow. Mm. I'm sure I swear it's a product. Yellow Jello. That's one for next week. Mm. Anyway, sorry. So I would like to talk about this. I hadn't even thought that I'd want to talk about this, but I will if you'll allow me. But Yeah, the floor is yours. So. We're still in the intro, but this is all good. I'm going to run in a 60 metre race on Sunday. Right. And I ran on one a few weeks ago, and I don't think I even... I think I, you I think, said, I think you I, might have mentioned it at training, saying I wasn't really going to tell anyone. It sounds like I was probably the first of, you know, many that day. And now, no. and now you've gone, oh, I'm just going to use no, our audience tell many at all. <laughs> to tell everybody. I didn't tell many at all. And um, so, right, I'm going to take a gonna step r- back. I'm going to do... Here's, here's something that I think is really useful. So, I'm running in a race. And the race is all about the time. It isn't about the position because I found out it's likely that... Is I'll this be... a qualifier? Is this like a... No, because of the Welsh government. So I'm skipping around a bit here. No, the, yeah, we'll yeah, get this, to this, this in a minute. This, because yeah. of the Welsh government, I'm going to be racing against probably internationals, 23-year-old internationals. Right. And I've looked at their times. <laughs> yeah. And they are two seconds, two and a half seconds faster than me. That okay. isn't a great deal. No. It looks embarrassing. Over sixty meters, <laughs> over that sixty meters, lot, but that's a- <laughs> over sixty meters is about twenty-two meters. <laughs> so when they finished, <laughs> when they crossed the line, <laughs> I've still got twenty-two meters to go. It's like it's the that's what I mean. It does lapped, sound a lot, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it, twenty-two meters yeah, is going to be the longest. They're probably of my taking life. their trainers off by the time you cross the line, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> no, they've probably been tested. Right? <laughs> the other end (laughs) and got the results (laughs) yeah so okay but that's that's not important no it's but it's the time not not the other the other individuals you're racing and so when i ran last time is that what losers say is that like (laughs) it's like taking taking part part. yeah so when i ran last time there was one main reason why i didn't go oh i'm running in cardiff one was that my optimism that i would finish the race wasn't massive and secondly, I thought I just want, it was something I posted today on Insta Story mm. saying, I can't remember what it was, it was very wise, um, something like, don't post telling people you're going to the gym. That's right. Show, 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 show them. Some about action, wasn't it, in your, show your them. words? It was basically, don't, give, you, don't <laughs> give your intentions. So actions are greater than words. Yeah. So tell someone you've been to the gym, you had a great session, rather than saying, I'm going to go to the gym later. Yeah. Okay, another excuse to put a picture of you with your big shoulders up on, on yeah. the internet. <laughs> yeah. Come on, we all know what your game is. Yeah, it's very much back at the moment, isn't it? There's a theme <laughs> yeah. on my post. Yeah. The one going up today is going to be yeah. my back. I mean, that, I mean, people don't know this, but you do this facing the other way, this podcast. <laughs> I just stare at your back. <laughs> And it's, to- yeah. it's totally normal for me. I wish you put the heating on. It's cold today. <laughs> yeah. That's off on. So, where were we? Yeah, so it's about getting a time. And oh, so, so, so yeah, can yeah. I just yeah, put a pin in that for a minute? Mm. I hate that saying. Um, also, wasn't there something about who could come and watch on Saturday? Because oh, yeah, you, yeah, you started to come talk- to that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you, pardon. Because, so, yeah. Well, on the first one. fancy coming along. On the first one, they said... We will allow a certain number of spectators in, mm. but basically they should. You're going you're going to have to ask for us to allow you in, and it's really going to be for the youngsters. So if you've got children, like under eighteen runners, right, we can understand that your mum and dad might need to bring you, 
which is a fair point. Okay. All right. So you can apply to watch your children run. But what we don't want is loads of spectators encouraging other people. Right. Can I, can I be yeah. passed off as your son or something? Can it be the other way around? The, 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 competitors, the athletes are so old. They have to bring their, <laughs> have to bring their middle-aged kids. My carer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, they can't stop you doing that. No. Can they? No. They're, you could be my emotional support podder. <laughs> Do I have to have like a little high-vis kind of tabard or something with... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I have to be attached to you. Is I'm that gonna right? A, I'm going to take a Shetland pony. <laughs> no, I want to come. Did you, hear about, come. did you hear about the Shetland pony on the plane? No. Was you, it an emotional support? Yeah, what? emotional support pony. It was on a plane. Oh, and this, amazing. This, com- this company, airline, had a, a rule, basically, that you could bring, you could bring your... on internal and people bring kittens and Shetland small ponies. puppies and they bought a pony. Lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, don't, don't take a Shetland pony. Take me. Okay. I could take you dressed up as a pantomime pony. <laughs> ride you into the... Emotional <laughs> support pantomime horse. Yeah, and I'm riding him. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> um, I should have a BPD membership card, isn't it? It's like... Not, I mean, to be fair, you've... you visible. You probably... You, all those blue badges, it's like a deck of cards, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Which one, which one today? I'm, I'm parking on the track. <laughs> I, yeah. I heard a podcast the other day. Can you remember this? This is you might not remember, but back in the day, you used to be able to drive your disability car onto the football pitch for matches, right? Okay, like on the side of the pitch. So, oh, right. so down at Rovers, there was a, a row of light blue three-wheeler disability cars, and oh, people right. could just sit there and, and watch, just watch the match. The but it was like a car park, and it's <laughs> yeah, like, like a drive-in. Like drive, yeah, yeah. I could drive <laughs> through movie. <laughs> so. Um, where were we? So yeah, I ran whatever it was, and so this is this is the takeaway. So one of the things I do, and I think this is really really helpful, or I hope it's really helpful, is that before I compete, and you can use this for anything. You could use this before you go on stage, or before you do um, mm. some weightlifting, or whatever it happens to be. So I set myself five goals, and I do it when I'm emotionally regulated. <laughs> that's the tricky <laughs> bit <laughs> finding that time you just hope this is going to be just before your race right no 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 not just before your race it's, right yeah, there's five things you do where you need to be emotionally regulated we'll come back mm-hmm. to what that before mm-hmm. you do what uh, an exercise so the activity well let's use the race or like well, i mean you just came up with some ex- i wasn't well, i was yeah. listening yeah so it could be anything. It could be anything. But it's the, the, more the, than the, just doing but a squat. But something that's going to take, <laughs> yeah, take something, some effort, or yeah. or something that's going to might kind of give make you nervous or anxious or no, something like that. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, I haven't been clear. It's. Well, I haven't let you finish. To be no. fair, there's <laughs> <laughs> a theme. <laughs> We're ninety four in. Um, I'd interrupt me. I was going to post something today that said if I hadn't me as a friend, I wouldn't have me as a friend. <laughs> I get so fucked off with myself. Seriously. I must be so hard to be around. <laughs> really, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, cho- I wouldn't choose me. Oh so, No, no, I'm not doing that in the sympathy. It's just Aww. I'm irritating. I'm not, I don't care. Um, <laughs> oh, so yeah, the five things aren't to enable me to do the event or the action. Mm. They're how I judge success. So when I came in just now, you said right. I've had a good day. And obviously, instead of doing what most people that 
You oh, went, you went mm, no. That's a good that's <laughs> a good question. <laughs> and then gave you an answer that you were bored with fairly soon. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is is that what I say is how do you judge and this is so um appropriate to what we're going to speak about. This is why I'm going on ad nauseum. Good, because I have no idea what we're going to... I can't wait. This well, you great. know the enough is enough. We're going to talk about enough is enough. That's next episode, but we, we can put it in this way. It's fine. Yeah. Glad you read my message. <laughs> Fucking hell. And I didn't bring my computer. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, so uh, the five things is about judging success. Yes. Right, we'll, we'll, we're going to keep this thread if it kills us. Yeah. So one of the things that I feel is lacking a lot today in people's satisfaction is not knowing what good looks like or what good feels like yes so if i go to cardiff like i did three or four weeks ago and i race and i did my time was 8.69 there is a whole number of markers i can utilize to decide whether that time was good or not yeah and those markers will differ depending on how emotionally regulated I am or how I feel about myself or how I feel about the race. So 8.69 is the slowest 60 metres I've ever run. Yeah. So you could go. So, but yeah, you could come away. Yeah, you could come away just kicking. I think you've talked you've talked privately about this. I think yes. you could have come away absolutely destroying yourself, which I think you probably have on occasion, haven't you? Yes. By focusing maybe on the wrong thing. Yes. Right? So 8.69, slowest I've ever run. Sounds quick to me. But However could also say um, it's only two hundredths of a second slower than last year and I'm a year older yeah. and I haven't been training mm. very well and I've had some injuries. So and, maybe, an and an operation. And an operation and yeah. most of the veins taken out of my legs. <laughs> so you could go, well, it isn't that. Yeah. That isn't bad. Then you could look at it from another angle. So I've looked at um, the UK rankings and I'm number eight in the UK. Congratulations. Thank you. However, I obviously don't find that because not many people have run this year because all the oldies have been staying in because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So although I'm eight, it's a smaller group than normal. So that, of course, yeah. makes me go, well, it doesn't count. It's, mm -hmm. Although I'm eighth fastest, if all those other people that have stayed in yeah. had run, I'd be right further down. Mm -hmm. no, like nine onwards. Also, yeah. You all stayed in. Sorry? <laughs> Ninth onwards, all stayed <laughs> <Yeah>. in. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, it's mean. <laughs> he was in a in a, a light blue car, and uh, so, <laughs> pantomime horse. <laughs> so yeah, the point the point I'm making is you can look at eight point six nine in a whole number of different ways. If you look upon it in an emotionally regulated way, and the way I describe this is, I'm sitting down at a table with a cup of coffee, the sun shining. I just feel quite good. So what I do is get a piece of paper out and say. Mm -hmm. Write down five things that would be measures of success so that when you finish the race, you read these first and you say to yourself, these were measures of success before the race. Yeah. You can't okay. therefore go back and go, oh, no, 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 they're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they were written. You could rewrite your own history to make yeah. yourself feel better yes. or worse. Yeah, right? and you can continually be self-destructive by mm. going, oh, if only I'd done. Yeah, but if yeah. you look at that piece of paper and say, well, no, three, four, five days ago or a week ago, you said if you did this. Mm. So my five measures of success helped me in the day. So number one was getting to Cardiff because the last time I went... <laughs> 
I went to the wrong sports stadium. So I was really... You were in the right country, right? Yeah. Just the wrong... Pla- right, yeah. okay. So I was late getting there. So that was number one. Mm-hmm. I did take the wrong turning again. Well, fair, that, that's a low bar. I mean, isn't it? <laughs> Get, <laughs> Turn up to the right 25 miles in, in a Mercedes Benz with sat-nav. All right, you always have to drop in. you got a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> I was just making the point that... It, yeah, no, that was dropped in. <laughs> All so, right, we know you've done well for yourself. <laughs> You've seen the state of it. (laughs) (laughs) This table's worth more than my car. Um, So that was number one, getting there. Number two was completing the um, warm-up. Because I have had times before, once in a UK championship, where I pulled a hamstring in the warm-up. So... Well, because you didn't do it. I'm not sure. Well, what it... it, it doesn't really matter why it was. It it was something that was avoidable. Okay. There was someone with me. I'd done two starts, and they went, "God, I love the." where you do X, Y, and Z. Can you show me again? Uh, yeah. And I did. I went, oh, messed someone's watching me. me. Yeah, messed with you. Yeah. yeah, and I pushed too hard and pulled my hamstring. So I had five measures of success. And the fifth measure, measure of success, which is, if if you like, the more race-oriented rather than getting there. Oh, not... You've gone from two to five. Okay. So number... no, no, I'm, 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 in, I'm all in. What are the... Number, number three was to complete the race uninjured. Yeah. Number four... Um, I can't remember what number four was. And number five was to run at under nine seconds. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. in my heart of hearts, if I'd run 8.99, I'd have been fucked off. Yeah. But in my emotionally regulated thing, I'm thinking, you're worried about getting there. <clears throat> you're worried five, about pulling four it. Four or five things, yeah. right? So yeah. if you get four and you're just slightly over nine seconds, it's still been a good. So would you write five and go, it's got to be three? Or it's got to be, it's got to be at least three. The five have to be achievable. If you get all five, it's a bonus. But if you get three mm. and go, well, look, I've come away uninjured. I've finished the race. It's yeah, the yeah. first race in two years. Mm. At the end of the day, that's mm-hmm. a good result. So as long as you get any of them in effect, yeah, yeah. there's something positive to take away. So planning for this race on Sunday, I've, today... I wasn't emotionally regulated today, but hopefully tomorrow I'll be, I will be. And so I will write down my five things. So you're saying you need to be emotionally regulated to write them, which makes sense. Yes. Because when you've either finished a race, you might be emotionally unregulated. That's the whole point of writing it down. You will you... be emotionally regulated after the race, which is why you can't be objective about your achievement. What, what, what is emotionally regulated? Then? I've got so, the wrong meaning So of that. I would have been... If I've run the race and then yeah. I decide whether 8.69 is good or bad... Yeah. I'm going to be pumped full of adrenaline. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, you're going to be pumped yeah. full of caffeine and yeah. all the other illegal stuff I take, <laughs> <laughs> which messes with your mind. Yeah, extra blood. <laughs> I'll be there going, if I won mm. and I did 8.69, I'm going to be sort of mm. swayed by that. Well, you did a lap of, brilliant. Yeah, you did a lap of honour for it yeah. as well, wouldn't you? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, yeah, that's why you need to be emotionally regulated, or why, whereas I do. So, at the moment, mm. I haven't been regulated this right. week, so I haven't written them down. But when I do, they will be on similar themes. But because I now feel that I'm fitter and I feel that I'm less likely to get injured. The bar will be the raised bar, a bit. In terms of times mm. will then be, okay. Let's the first look. one still be get. Yeah. Or will it be, or would, <laughs> yeah. Would, you have just, would that be a given? I think that might be a given because it was only three weeks ago. Mm. And so the time might be now I'd go. So this is what I've done. Mm. I've looked at my age group in 2018 before COVID hit. Right. And then if I want to get top six in the UK, what would have I had to do for my age group there? And I think it's like 8.5. So now my target is 
target four would be to beat 8.69 mm-hmm. because I've improved in three weeks. So I've been training well. Yeah. 8.5 would then be the optimum target yeah, because yeah. then that puts me in the chance of having my highest ever ranking. And then that says to me, you're improving. So that was a little bit long and drawn out, but I think that is achievable for people to do a whole other thing. So you could do it about, you know, if you're planning to go abroad, you can have your five objectives, which is, you know, making sure that you have the tickets on the kitchen table the night before and somebody else checks them, making sure that you've checked the petrol, you know. Mm. So it's just those measures of success that will get you to the airport, making sure you've read about which COVID tests need to be done and, and when and check them with somebody else. So I think those five emotionally regulated objectives are are useful so final bit this is where i got a bit mouthy they've now sent over what's going to happen on sunday so the first thing is because of the welsh rules on covid the welsh government are only allowing 30 athletes in the whole of the stadium at any one time right so i could go into a pub if it had a 60 metre track and you can have 300 people people. just squash them all in squash them all in but there isn't a pub with a 60 metre track so we're going to have to go to an athletic (laughs) stadium there's a business idea so bearing in mind most of the people are going to be fit and most people are going to be young and it's a massive stadium 30 athletes is fairly restrictive bearing in mind when's that ever come when's that common sense ever come into play yeah and why 30 and what's that based on so in order to comply because it's the university They've sent over a sort of, this is how it's going to work. So for my race, it said, um, turn up at 12.20, make your way to the outside part of the arena where there's a running track. Right. Do your warm-up there for an hour and a half. What, outside? Outside. Bearing in mind... For an indoor race? Yeah. Bearing in mind also, like, tomorrow night's minus four here. It isn't isn't Florida. (laughs) No, exactly. So these athletes are going to be, and and these athletes and and, and me, (laughs) but like proper ones that are going to have proper muscles and stuff, are going to be, inverted commas, warming up in in about two or three degrees outside for an hour and a half. You will then be called, and it says you can have 10 minutes inside, which I think is basically to have one of those silver blankets and a a mug (laughs) of hot chocolate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You'll get Horlicks, but anyway. (laughs) And... (laughs) And um, <laughs> I, no, you're I just thinking about Horlicks, was, aren't you? Yeah, I just thought it was a joke. It was a joke. Although you thought there was another joke. I just, I that was, was going to say that was funny Horlicks, enough, right? Horlicks, but she charges extra. Yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Right, so this is a family show. Yeah, sorry. Well, sorry. my mum's listening. Yeah, no. Um. So where was I? Yeah. So I'm going to come in. And this is where you could come as my carer because you could have like one of I those am blankets. Your carer. Yeah. You could have a small mobility scooter and a blanket for me. It sounds like you're going to need to be looked after. So I'm going to be basically running around outside mm. to get warm in three degrees. Yeah. Not with the three degrees. That would be <laughs> stupid. <laughs> they booked They're as not well. in my bubble. It's <laughs> <laughs> warming up, but they're the warmer pack. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Tribute act. As you run around the track, <laughs> yeah. three women in sequiny. Yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway. So, so I've got an hour and a half slot to run around outside, 10 minutes to come back in, the race is run, and then I've been given from the, the time the race starts, I have five minutes to leave the stadium. So I'm going to literally... You're going to be in the place 15 run. minutes. 
I'm not going to have very much time You've to get my breath. You've 15 minutes in yeah. the stadium, right? I'm going to have to then run back and get my kit, get dressed, because you don't want to be walking out in shorts after you've just run a race into the freezing cold. Yeah, right. And then the five-minute countdown, and then another group of people will come in. And this is happening the whole day. Oh, my God. So that there's never more than 30 of us. So there'll be eight of us with the hot chocolate, eight <laughs> of us racing, and then eight of us just about to what leave. What a joke. Isn't it? And, for, you know, full football stadiums. Yeah. I mean, I know they're, they're outside. Not in, not in Wales, though. But there will oh, be... sorry. There will be for the, the COVID, nation, COVID for the nations. Yeah, well, they've just Yeah, they've just stopped it just for that, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there'll be 70,000 people in Cardiff. Yeah, elite sports. But also, this should be classed as elite sport as well. Because yes. there are elite athletes. I don't think elite sport counts for the spectators. But I thought, watching yeah, it, but football it? carried on when everything was cancelled because yeah. there was elite, you know, remember when we used to play tennis back in the day? Yeah. No one got cancelled, didn't it? We couldn't even go and play tennis and be 30 foot from each other yeah. outside. Yes. <laughs> yeah, elite sport, everyone could just, you know, Premier League could happen because it was the, the top tier, wasn't it? The, yeah. the football league. Yeah. yeah, and then they allowed so the part -time some part-timers part into the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah that's right. Thinking about it, actually, now, surely the net in tennis would have kept COVID at bay. <laughs> Annette? Who's Annette? Is she, is she one of the nurses? <laughs> the COVID marshals, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I don't see how I could get through that. Yeah. Quite as effective as cloth uh, mask. <laughs> yeah. I've done well not to mention COVID. So, anyway, so, yeah, so yeah, that's we, my Sunday. So, you can imagine. That sounds lovely. Yeah, I mean, well, I'd love to come, but... Well, there's going to be three hours preparation time. I'm going you, to be there for three hours, and there'll be three hours having a breakdown on the motorway services and crying. Oh, mm. oh no, don't. <laughs> My heart just went... You've been to motorway services. <laughs> <laughs> but Joey, you know, on the interweb, when you see these mm. kind of things where people go, we're just about to go out and, and do something like that. So clearly yeah. the person doesn't need a carer and they take a carer, you know, or yeah. an emotional support, Yeah, you know, pantomime yeah. horse. I haven't got the guts to go and do that and film what, it. be the carer? Yeah. Yeah, to just to go and just demand it. Yeah, I mean, not even to kind of film it as a kind of a, as a funny thing or a piss take. Right. But I'm not even. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe I'm too sensible. I mean, it sounds funny. I mean, it sounds funny. Well, but you, you're coming along doing that. Yeah, but we're not kind of. I, I do it because I want to come watch your race. But to kind of go through the whole, the official kind of yeah. routes of yeah. going. Yes, I'm. I don't think I could. I don't think I could do it. But mm. there's loads of people out there who will just lie and scam and just yeah, kind of yeah. take the piss just to get what and i haven't got i don't think i've got the nuts to do that i think i'm just too safe about those things well you know me. yeah no I, I think i think because I also am. who is going to argue yeah no one is gonna or or am i the person they argue with do you know what i mean yeah yeah no Even i get if, your point i get your point because there's nothing to you know there's plenty of people walking around with with you know exemption passes on and they're you know they're probably not i mean fair play to them i, I don't really don't really give two monkeys anyway but you know, there's people, there's all people trying to you know, bend the rules and and find different ways of doing things. Yeah, it was. But, but, I was know, I'm not sure I could do it. I was in Sainsbury's the other day, and the guy served me on the till had a lanyard that said, "I'm not wearing a mask because I'm exempt. I have a hidden disability." Mm. And I felt like saying, "Why do you need? No, why does Sainsbury's make you broadcast? Well, I don't think they do medical... make you. You, you know, people choose to. No, it's a Sainsbury's." 
Like what an employee, well, an employee, employee oh, sorry, behind right. the till. So okay. obviously people are going to go, you should have a mask It's on. probably just stop them getting abused. It is totally that. Yeah. Totally, totally. And that's that. kind of where we've come. But you sort of think... <laughs> people if, get so mad about it. Yeah, but if you're mm. working for a big supermarket, mm. they would probably either tell you to put it on or... And mm. it was obvious he had... It wasn't such a hidden disability. Right. But I just thought, I don't think... I felt uncomfortable that he had to justify... Yeah. It, and then tell me, by the way, I've got hidden. And my I mean, first what thought an awful is like, kind of, you know, where do we go on that? Do, do I, you know, if you've got, I'm sure I covered it on the pod one of the first times I went into Tesco's, and you know, loads of the staff weren't. I'm sure mm. I did it on the pod, yeah, and I counted did. twenty yeah. odd people who yeah. didn't. And I got to the till and said, "Oh, can you can you just explain why, why you know?" I think I kind of said it very politely. Yeah. Why a lot of your staff yeah. aren't wearing it? And, he, yeah. and he, the first thing he came out with was, "I'm, I'm exempt." Because he thought I was going to start on him, and you know, but but, that, but that's how we all are. We're all wound up, and we're all ready for a ready for a fight, ready for but confrontation, aren't we? Sharing... And that lanyard is that I don't want, I don't want comfort. I don't even want to be, I don't even want anyone to think it, let alone say it. Yeah, because I don't think you necessarily wear a lanyard because of all the people that stop you every five minutes and you can't go about your business. It's, I think it's it's a, a very small amount of people that would actually go. Um, but that you feel, that, I would think that, that you're put in that position because I'm thinking, I'm thinking his. Hidden disability may have been a mental health disability. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, it just feels a little bit like, here's a badge to go, I'm a little bit different for you. And if, when we think yeah, about no, it, it's, the it, word it's disability, awful. you haven't got ability. You know, you're without yeah, yeah, or yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. altered ability. It's yeah. it's judgmental. It's forcing people to be judged, not forcing people. People would be judgmental reading yeah. that lanyard and going, I wonder what's wrong with him. He looks right. And that's the whole thing about yeah, yeah, yeah. hidden disability. But I just didn't think it needed to be broadcast. No, it didn't. Anyway, so that's my race on Sunday. The other thing is they haven't yet released the testing <laughs> things. So I still might not be allowed to go. Oh, don't know. Yeah. They really? Haven't, they haven't, they're releasing at the last moment what, what the, you have to do. You're talking about vaccination status, yeah. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. So what I'm thinking is taking a small team. So maybe... Pantomime pony. <laughs> Doctor, yeah. psychiatrist, <laughs> yeah, and a letter from each of my five past therapists. <laughs> It'll say, just let him in, seriously. <laughs> I'm not sure, from what you said, I'm not sure they're going to give you a reference. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not sure they even want to speak to you ever again. No. But also, don't take Djokovic's lawyers, whatever you do. No. I don't think... <laughs> Poor God. Oh, good grief. We're all work in progress, and this <laughs> podcast is no... Ex- that's a record, that is. We're about 35, almost 35 minutes in. That's good. And I haven't even finished the end. This is going to be a long one. We could be up to the three hours, couldn't we? Mm. Uh, and this podcast is no exception. In short, it's a poke at our perfectly imperfect lives. And if we can make just one person feel like they're not alone in all this, Did you do the same? No. Oh. No. Okay. No. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at I'm Finecast and search for all our episodes at our lovely website, I'mfinecast.com. So I put coming up, but I think we've we've kind of finished, haven't we? <laughs> Thank you. I think we, Good night. We, we were going to talk about, um, <clears throat> you, you, you had some content. Mm-hmm. We were going to talk about that, but I think the kind of name of this pod's probably going to be the five, what is it, the five, print, well, you, you, you came five, the, five measures of success. The five measures. God, if that's not clickbait, I don't know what is. Yeah. <laughs> I watch all the listens coming with that. But it is, it, I guess... No, I like it. We, yeah. we talk about it at work. You know, the, the biggest question, you know, when we you talk about our own our own businesses, what does success look like? When you're talking to our clients, 
the biggest thing of all is what does you know what do you want to what do you want to do where do you want to take this what do you want to achieve mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be you know it could be five things it can be one statement it can be you know i you know, i want to i want to keep this business going or this brand going for the mm-hmm. next 10 years and, and and keep all my you know employees happy and yeah. give everyone a pay rise yeah. every you know it can be as kind of detailed or as, as simple as you want but it's huge because you can work out the detail afterwards and also what i like about that the five is that kind of think about the overwhelm and all the things we have to think about on a on a, on a mm-hmm. well not have to be what mm-hmm. we think we have to think mm-hmm. about because <laughs> we, we kind of often think that if we don't get all the things on our in our head done that mm-hmm. the world's going to stop turning yeah so i like the idea of just kind of going of all the things i do today rather than you know being overwhelmed with all this and doing not one or two things yeah that probably weren't on my my priority list anyway just get you know even two of these five done yeah that i really want doing but this and is tomorrow i'll feel a little bit better I'll, at least i won't have that on my list i mean it's slightly different with your example because it's not about it's to not do a, oh, exactly that's exactly the words I was as i was kind say. of saying i did i realize it's kind of slightly different but even so just getting something done like life admin or doing that job you really don't want to do the old kiss you know kissing opening the envelope i'll say kissing frogs it's not it's dealing with the ugly frogs isn't it on the on the lily pads yeah yeah um kissing frogs another and i've got lots of frog analogies <laughs> that i like to use in business roll them out in meetings yeah 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 no the, the point i was just echoing that you've said there is that it isn't a to-do list no it's not so when you said to me when i walked in the kitchen and i know i'm contrary i'm really oh and i'm not being self-deprecating at the moment but i am Mm. just such hard work um when you said if i had a good day you know it's how i put the coffee machine on when i answer that step. <laughs> so you didn't have to listen yeah, that, well, <laughs> is that what well no i can right <laughs> it, isn't it a little bit about why why this pod's called i fi- i'm fine though because that was the whole premise of this is that yeah. we had that conversation that so what's happening i guess is because and I know I overthink stuff, but I think when you say it was a good day, I sort of wanted to give you an answer that that had some... No, I think you content. said there were some really good bits. Yeah, but I didn't <laughs> know myself when you asked that question, which is why it took quite a long time to answer, because I'm thinking... What, what the good bits were? No, not even what the good bits were, but on the balance, if I'd had my five things, one of the things I would have had... Would have Again, been. this is about how you, you know, back to your thing and not being a to-do list. I kind of took it slightly out of out, out of what what you kind of um, were creating, I guess, and what you meant by that. But this is about setting a bar, isn't it? It's about your, your, own, the, your self-judgment. Maybe it's about that, right? But a measure... How, or, how, or how you... And you've talked about it quite a few times on the pods and in slightly different ways. But how about looking back on things and how you look back on them. Yes. That's... Um, and be whether it's today or the next one is we're going to talk about you know is is 1979 or is the past yes although certain moments in our past better than today yeah. actually or is it just yeah. well, are we reframing things yes yeah you know or are we kind of you know making it slightly better for our own kind of i don't know weird kind of justification it's, you know what i mean you're you're yeah, kind of no, you're kind of how by but if you if you'd set just one thing that you were going to judge your a good day on today and you did it and you came in and i went how's your day you would have gone really good yeah that's what you mean if i isn't it i think it's it's that if i'd had because it it reframes your it reframes your 
Yeah, but it's, how it's good how or even how you are. It's how I'm feeling when you ask the question. Yeah. So because when I came over, I've just been quite, what's the word? Obstreperous today. Only what? Obstreperous. That's another one. <laughs> well, truculent then. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want any big words. I just used trucul- truculent in my novel yesterday. So that was lovely. But obstreperous I haven't used. So... I was feeling a separate. So my communication with people was obstreperous today. I still don't know what it means, Mike. You could say it all day long. I have no. I don't know. Look at it. Can't, I can't even spell it. Nor can I. I oh. couldn't even spell. Oh. <laughs> oh. Ost- oh. I don't know if it's O B. Obstrep. Obstreperous. O- I found it. Uh, noisy and difficult to. Con- yeah, sounds about right. Okay. <laughs> noisy and difficult. <laughs> yeah. What is it? Noisy the, the, and- the example is this boy is cocky. And us. It's got a B. Oh yeah. Ob. Mm. Yeah, this boy is cocky and obstreperous. Hmm. Thank so you. I was doing that Word in my day. communication. So I was being sharp. I wasn't giving full answers. I was being, yeah, cocky and just like, I'm in a bad place, so everyone else has got to suffer. However, when you asked, if I had the five measures of, if I'd got up this morning and the five measures of success had been, for example, today, a measure of success would be going to the gym, because I'm being very consistent with the gym, and doing a back exercise for 50 to 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. If that was my measure of success, it isn't a to-do list that goes, yeah. number no, one, no, again, goes, I, I goes was to the gym. thinking of a slightly different thing, but... Right. So, yeah. So, I, so, I mean, you give your example, but just finishing that... No, I, I started to talk about what what does success look like. So it is out, outcome-based. Yes, kind it of, is And outcome I started based. talking about a to-do list, but, but bring, on, bring it back to But this, on other days, it would be... Go to the gym, train for 50 to 60 minutes and do a personal best. Mm -hmm. So your measure of success will vary depending on your intention when you get to the gym or who you're training with or where you are Mm. physically or emotionally. And also like the the idea of when you write that list of being in the right right frame of mind there, I find that really interesting as well. Yeah, and that's the difficulty because... It's, it's, the list yeah. will depend on where your head's at. Yeah, it? absolutely. Have you ever done a list in in the wrong frame of mind? I I just wouldn't. Does that ever work? It would just be self destructive. You think? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're just, just going to go right. This will fuck me up, right? I, I and, could, and purposely I, do something just to you know you can't do. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it could. You're be. like just to put well, something outrageous on there. <laughs> well, the, the success would be in if I'm knowing that your future self is going to really kick your kick your ass. Do you know what I mean? But if my outcome for the day, if my, if my goal of the day is self-destruction and self-harm, because I'm not regulated, my five things might be try and drive 200 metres with your eyes shut or do X, Y and Z. So it could twist. If you're not regulated, mm. your mind is going to be going, why don't you do this then? Because you're in this position. So yeah. I think that's why I mentioned that at the beginning. Mm. You have to be... Or I have to be calm, objective, and not swayed. Otherwise, you could actually get into the point of, if you aren't regulated, of going... Here's an example. You could go, right, I've had enough of this person. I gave you an example of a person today who didn't reply quickly enough to (laughs) me. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And because he hadn't, my Mm. thing was going to be, I'm going to put an Insta story going... I got BPD. (laughs) You're going to shame him. (laughs) Somebody else has got BPD and he hasn't been nice to me fucking... Mm. And 
but that's because I wasn't regulated. And then he texted you 30 seconds later afterwards, didn't he? He texted me and he <laughs> sent me about three or four, five, six DMs and then he followed me. And I think I think we could end up having quite a support. Basically, he's um, basically a bodybuilder more than a weightlifter, I think. Oh, right. Um, in Bristol, yeah. white male with children and older. Is that going to do with anything? You're just painting a picture. No, no, no. The point I'm making, the point I'm making is that one of the things around the course, if you remember, it was women in their 20s. Yeah. So for me to have somebody of a similar status and position and... Yes. Gives me... And he, I, I think he was he was mentioning things about how weightlifting and, and bodybuilding can be a form of therapy for him. Right. And I'm thinking that's quite a nice sounding board. That's, uh, okay, that's yeah, someone who right, I can right. maybe relate to yeah, more okay, as a local yeah. lad doing the same things as me. Right, okay, mate. So and then he was coming out with some very, very... And I've started watching his stories, and it's the same as me. It's just a complete outpouring of consciousness. Right. Um, so I'll be very careful how I interact mm. with him because mm. it become, could become self-defeating. Mm -hmm. But that was a measure of success. But if I was in an unregulated position, not in a wise mind... Yeah. I might have been, one of the things I'm going to do is tell him to fuck off or block him. Right. So that's why I think I need to be regulated. But mm. I think generally, for general, the populace doing it, if you are in that nice, calm way, it's going to be, mm. they're going to be realistic, aren't they? And yeah. positive rather than... You, you see a lot of the entrepreneurs and kind of, you know, arguably successful people, I guess, or self-proclaimed successful mm. people talking about, I guess there's journaling. I mean, it's not a big. Th it's not a thing I'm into, and I know much about. I understand mm. the premise mm. of it, but a lot of a lot of the. I think I've got. Um, the name escapes me, but 18 minutes. It's called 18 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I think I've, I've put it on the pod before, and a lot of it is just you know understanding what your long-term goals are and making sure your short-term actions align with that. Mm. It's classic. I mean, mm. minimalists talk about that, but it's also what we're part of of aligning your short-term goals is to write them down in the morning. Mm -hmm. Mm. It's a similar thing. They, they have slightly different frameworks and that kind of thing. But even if it's just the one thing you need to achieve today or the one thing yeah. that would make today worthwhile or a success or, mm. or, you know, make sure these things are aligned, you know, strategically aligned with that long-term yeah. goal. I mean, it sounds fairly obvious, but it's, it's amazing how quickly we, we get out of those yeah. habits yeah. and then wonder where we're free falling and, got too much in the head and yeah. don't feel like we're getting anything done yeah definitely uh, just I'm, I'm not gonna i'm sorry i did read your <laughs> i did read your note itinerary well. yeah <laughs> so i'm not going to to jump into that enough is enough thing no, i think i think I, i'm I think going to that, link to it yes i, I think we did say maybe that. lead it in yeah so this was there was two things that happened today and i think again this is takeaways that when you're writing your measures of success and going back to the point of being regulated, I think it then focuses your mind on what actually success looks like and if it is achievable. Because if success isn't achievable because of the way you view an activity, mm. then you're constantly chasing something that you can never that's just ethereal you well, can never grasp it that's just a massive thing in itself like yeah that, that's why you mentioned it because it does touch on the enough is enough which 
Yeah. I think we'll have to be the next the next episode, but it is because we've talked about it this week at length, haven't we? Yeah. And I I think there's a load that's and, pro- I reckon that's probably going to be a two or three parter. Yeah. But if I can just lead into it and yeah. not go into it and spoil it, but this is two things that have happened today. Mm. No, but I think it's really good in, in when you're the definition of success because that means lots of different things to lots of different people. Yeah. And you know, success for me isn't you know, isn't making more money or growing something or or being famous Mm -hmm. or to me, they're not necessarily, they they can be again, context and stuff, but um, success can be just finding, finding a bit of peace, couldn't it? Yeah. Or we've talked about with Joe on this podcast before finding your center. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or just finding a moment into, or finding 10 minutes back to the the media Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. post from, from last pod about, that that that's a really good one isn't it yeah having 10 minutes yes of just being and i still haven't done that yeah i mean you know I, i'd imagine five measures of success is a nice number mm-hmm. but one isn't a bad one is it no if you just go actually if i just get this time to do this today or i carve time to do this today yeah yeah then and, that and then the, the, these going back success. to your goals these aren't massive like life-changing it's just like yeah. And you don't have to Instagram them either. No, no. <laughs> you know that you don't have to tell them. You know, no. it doesn't matter. No one else matters. Yeah. Really. So you can say to yourself, I guess it's that sort of. Um, that might be second one. I'm going to find ten minutes, or I'm going to do do X, Y, and Z. And second, I'm not going to tell anyone about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be my little thing. Yeah. No, that would be good. But um, the two things I was going to mention. One was um, a client I mentioned earlier. A client I really love. I have a great respect for a great time. And one of the things we differ on is. Um, her using her weight as mm. a measure of success, yeah. in effect. Yeah. So if she was writing these, I'm guessing, and she was writing five in the morning, one would be, when I get to training, mm. I weigh X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm taking no interest in her weight. I don't even look now when she's on the scales, but mm. I'm aware from her d- demeanour whether she's feeling good or not about it. Yeah. But using the enough is enough. There isn't an ideal weight for anyone. There's a range. (laughs) You know, like I'm overweight according to the BMI. I don't feel I'm overweight. I did a body composition yesterday. I'd like to have a little bit less fat. But, you know, you could say I'm pretty well within the range. So if this client or if any client loses weight... When does that become the optimum? Yeah, right. So you can have a target weight, but you would then change as an individual because your circumstances might change that you Mm. want to build muscles. So that weight isn't then Mm. the Mm. optimum weight. Mm. So it's fluid where you might get to. And this is what I think is so um, strong about Amelia's challenge. All the transformations she's putting up are going, here's Amelia's challenge. She's done this 12-week challenge as part of her her job. I'm just that, you know. Being a listener. All right. <laughs> yeah. What are you on about? So she has a 12 <laughs> week challenge. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. And she, she encourages um, women to take photographs and to, mm. to, to have you know, their goals and she supports yeah. them to get that. But a lot of the transformations are someone who's. The, the weight isn't the. No, you're right, isn't yeah. the issue. It's the yeah. change in their the composition shape. or yeah. their confidence yeah, or no, achieving absolutely. something that they want to achieve regardless of what. Or getting into those trousers they couldn't yeah 
yeah. is, is as valid as anything. Yeah, and yeah. it can be putting on weight. It can be. It doesn't. Mm. The, the weight is is, is better. Yes. Bit of red herring. So my point with this client today, who, as I say, I adore her and I want her to do well and I want her to be strong and all the things that she's mm. sort of outlined, is if you say to her, "Did you have a good day?" It's dependent on those scales. Well, those scales mm. are dependent on. <laughs> Yeah, her period, yeah. where she is in a menstrual cycle, or what she had for tea the day before, mm. or if she's got constipation, or if she's wearing slightly how, different how hydrated shoes, she is, and how hydrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, as a measure of success, you're you're in the lap of the gods. So if it's positive, you go, oh, good, I've lost mm. weight. Mm. It doesn't really have that bearing. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you look at a photograph and go, this was me before and I've now I'm stronger and I'm yeah. fitter and I feel more confident mm -hmm. then then that's beyond yeah. that. that was me kind of taking the piss out of your first one about getting there yeah because it was just an easy target yeah however if you think about it you know there's it's not put in there flippantly or kind of without any thought or it's actually a really important yeah thing isn't it because of the knock-ons so it, I guess my point well, is, it, it, it can mistake. sound it can sound fairly insignificant to some, you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you just reminded me of that. So the the things that she was focusing on may or may not sound insignificant to others. Yes. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, as long hurt, as, as, long as that, you know, is is the right step to the next thing she has to do. Yeah. Oops, or. You know that is um, in her own world. That is the that is the important for whatever reason. Do you know what I mean? It's maybe it's back to our judgment how we judge. Yeah, know. and I'm not I'm not judging her as having weight as a measure of success. No, no, I know. But, but, what, but, but what she I'm might is, as part of her over. You know, if she wants to pick something. We might go. Well, that sounds very you know, you know, that, or fairly small, innocuous, or it doesn't sound like that's going to you know add add to any kind of success. I can understand. No, but, well, I can but, understand. but it's not ours. So I guess my point is, is it's yeah. it's not. It's not our success. It's that it's that per individual's success. But this is where the enough so it's important. is enough it's comes. A, yeah, it's important you know and you're very confident and and happy and comfortable with whatever that is. Am I making? Does that make any sense? I kind of did before I started opening my mouth. <laughs> I think the point I was saying is not knocking somebody wanting to lose weight and having a target weight. That that is fine. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't I wasn't talking about that. No, no. But what I think I'm trying to to explain is that. The enough is enough is that you actually have to have a position. You can't continually lose weight or you disappear. Mm. So those targets might be towards some other goal and then the goal might be right. Now I'm where I am. Yeah. This target, my measure of success now is going to be judged in a different way. Yeah. So that was the point and I wasn't being, and you weren't being flippant, or you were being flippant, but about me getting there. Mm. When I went to the wrong sports stadium, then I was full of self-hate. Yeah, then no. I was also stress. Stress. And you're like, you're kicking, and everything else is a knock, you know, everything else is going to be impacted. Yes. And then I was late for the warm-up. And, and if then anything I was like me, I'd about... have driven home in a right, right old fucking <laughs> huff and not done anything. You know, but, I mean, not come out for a week. But That's he, what I'd have done. Yeah, but the other thing was, yeah, I was close to doing that. You know but, when you hate, you miss a junction on the motorway and you look at the, yeah. and you look at the fucking Google map and it's going, you know, 16 miles to the next junction. And you're like, 16 is another 16. Yeah. So yeah. It's the, right, 32? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 32 miles of me kicking my ass. Yeah. And you drive faster you don't, you, you, to make it last <laughs> less, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> or go slower just to really punish myself. Yeah. You know, you deserve this. But I, yeah, I'm not a nice person to be with when I do that. No, no, I'm not. But the point I was saying about me getting lost, there was two things. One is 
if I got lost a second time, mm. then my self-doubt is, okay, so what's happening to you mentally that yeah. you've got lost twice out of three times? I think that's kind of my point is, yeah, for you, that fairly, you know, uh, arguably small thing mm. Mm. for some mm. is actually a big thing. And I was mm. going to say, if, if, if your kind of client wants to pick something else, they don't have to be they don't have to be big things or they don't have to be kind of you know earth shatteringly big they can just mm. be small elements of a, of a sequence of events or a chain of events yeah. yeah to make sure i think i'm sure you were talking about this at, at training the other week about knock-ons and shunting i'm sure we were talking about that they do one thing here and it just knackers the rest of the yeah yeah we were we were talking know, about I think the sliding people coming thing. to training and and you know and that's it maybe someone who maybe rearranges training or doesn't commit or whatever it was mm-hmm. But you forget that the, the down there priority list training is quite near the end. Mm-hmm. Therefore, everything at the beginning, if you think about like a snake, it's yeah. really bad. Yeah. bad that's how I think about it. And the tail is your, you know, I will train because mm. that's a priority down there. The rest of your life is kind of, it's kind of front loaded. Yeah. So that could be work. It could be kids. It could be not eating very well, yeah. you know, not looking after yourself. Yeah. And by the time this thing's moving, and by the time you get to training, training is a thing that's just going to get thrown off, off, yeah, yeah. you know, off balance or thrown yeah. it. And you go, well, I can't even, you know, text to you. I can't make training mm. because there's other things. That, I guess that's my point. There's other things at play. Yeah. In, in isolation, you look, they just, they just don't turn up, or they can't commit, or they. But it's not that. Yeah. It's all the other things that build up to that. Yeah, tra- and I, training and isn't I, the most important thing in their life if they've got six yeah. kids who. You know, yeah, and also you school. can't go, well, training needs to be at the other end because that might not work either. Training might, putting that at the beginning of the height, you know, the top of the priority list might not be the right thing to do. Yeah. There might be other things they just need to get sorted. Yeah, yeah. But they're not sorting that. So, you know, but they could be quite small things, you know. But then the... Whether that's drinking right, eating right, simple things like that yeah. or yeah. taking time or getting rid of some stuff out of your yeah. life, you know. Yeah, but the exact opposite can happen to what you've just said in terms that, and I've mentioned this person before, so she won't mind me mentioning. We discussed it, and I've shown you photographs. Zoe Mo, the person that's making fantastic, um, mm, yeah, very muscular mm. woman who's looking really strong and good. And she put up um, a post yesterday, and I, I DM'd her, and I said, like, can you just stop training for a few weeks because it's making me have to try <laughs> even harder, yeah, to sort of stay ahead of her. She mm. is phenomenal, absolutely mm. phenomenal. However. Using this as the, the, the counter to like, have I put on a pound or I've lost a pound? Mm-hmm. If her measure of success is a good session at the gym, mm. it can be as broad as that. It doesn't have to be yeah. sort of smart and yeah, yeah. objective. Yeah. It can just be a good being that I'm there for 50 minutes or that I do yes. 20 exercises. You mm-hmm. have to have a little bit of a measurement. Mm. But then, and I've been thinking about this with my body, when am I going to be happy with how I look? Mm. So when is enough going to be enough? Yeah. She looks phenomenal at the moment. It's about your outcome. Yeah. Because if you haven't thought about an outcome, I imagine chances are, if you sat down and thought about it, you'd probably, you've probably gone past it. If mm. you're a fairly kind of motivated, mm. productive person. Mm. And then the flip side of that, if you have a, if you have an outcome or an ambition and you hit it, there, or you even get close to it, you start to kind of realize what, what am I going to do after that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to take it. Exactly I'm not take how I want it. it. Yeah, that's it. Gonna... Job done. <laughs> yeah. So can but you ever I get to- there? Yeah, I totally... Uh, well, uh, you know, I think we know that... You know, there's no real spoiler alert here, but I don't think you <laughs> ever... I don't think you ever will. It's the bar that, you know, you keep. 
we've talked about bars before, haven't we? We might have to kind of revisit some of those, but you know, the the the, the bar just gets reset again. So you know, the the low bar is is someone else's high bar. So, and this is being contentious. Is some of the things we do? Sorry, are some of the things we do almost destined to failure, no matter how yes. positive they are? Yeah. Because I'm thinking we we had this conversation on Tuesday. I want to run faster. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But but I'm getting older, yeah. and my legs are getting worse, and mm. people as they get older don't run as fast. And I'm wanting to run how I did five years ago, mm. and that's unrealistic so really i should take a step back and go okay just try and run within two percent of your last run <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yeah. i go no I, I still feel when i'm running that there must be some secret that i can well i think train better or faster or smarter and... maybe this is the kind of nice way of of, <clears throat> of rounding what you kind of set up about the the five things i can't remember what you called them measures <laughs> so that could be one of yours for tomorrow time. remember Fucking it listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and mine is to read the uh, <laughs> to read your read the time. room yeah all right <laughs> oh god no no um this is where i forget my thread isn't it mm. um what we're we just talking about measures that's actually really funny and i laughed so heartily i forgot i was saying about how that you can't ever really sort of reach perfection because you were talking about the idea of kind of just having to slow down yeah or kind of realize that i'm not gonna do that anymore and yeah i think that's that's it you kind of there's no reason why you shouldn't slow things down or, or set a bar higher than you're likely to achieve and i mm -hmm. think that's the important bit about you know the the outcome-based stuff getting it down is that you can kind of just you know again if you're in the right state of mind just think you know, I, I'm not getting any younger and mm -hmm. I am battling, you know, I am mm -hmm. up against it for all sorts of reasons. Mm -hmm. But I think it's, well, it's obviously accepting that. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't still raise Strive. the bar a little bit. Yeah. yeah, we talk about it at work, which is kind of recent thing we started to talk about, which was, which was stretch, that point where you get to where you need, you know, stress is important. We talked yeah. about that on the yeah. pod and the stretch, but you need to, you know, it's, it's good to be in stretch for a short amount of time, depending on what you're doing, mm -hmm. or actually a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And because if you don't have that, you almost don't have, then you stop. don't have any, any, you do. Yeah. yeah. And there's that just why, you know, why get out of bed? Why, you know, mm. um, why do anything? So I think it's important to kind of, to have stretch in your, in your life. Mm. Um, mm. This guy, Ben Patrick, who was talking to Joe Rogan was saying he doesn't have any cheat meals. He doesn't have any entertainment. He doesn't watch Netflix. He doesn't watch terrestrial TV. Mm. And Joe Rogan said, it sounds like you're living like a monk. And he came up with something that I thought was really insightful. He said, if I have a pizza and watch a box set, mm. I will get happiness from having a pizza and a box set. But he went, I don't want to be reliant yeah. on my happiness. So if I don't have a pizza <laughs> and a box set, I spend my time finding happiness in my life. Yeah. And one of the things he was doing, wow, he's got yeah. a one-year-old child. And he said, he said, I've been on a thousand walks with that child strapped to my chest. And he said, that's my happiness. Mm. And I'm thinking, yeah, are we just continuing? This is the enough is enough. It's like, if you like yeah. pizza, 
then when's enough is enough. And if you're watching, yeah. I saw a great meme the other day. It said, um, would you like to watch this 10-hour film? And the person goes like, don't be ridiculous. And they said, well, would you like to do this in one-hour chunks yeah. and end up watching the whole lot? Yeah. And they went, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. And it is. It's Yeah, absolutely right. Even if it's not 10 hours, there's plenty of people mm. watching four one-hour of a box set yeah. in a row, but a four-hour film would be too yeah. long. And that's the other thing, a little bit like my crap snake, weird snake analogy with, mm. with, with training being down at the other end, is that, you know, why go, that's the time That's the time I'm putting aside to, to look after myself, to treat myself yeah. well, to yeah. nourish me, to yeah. water me, all those kind of things. What, and I'm clearly not, I'm not doing that at the other, at the head of the snake. Mm. That's a real mm. terrible af- analogy, mind you. People have written books on worse kind of... Yeah, ideas, not, haven't not, they? not a lot worse. Okay, yeah. thanks. <laughs> the snake. I can see it now. The snake. Yeah. Mm. Um, Pubs of Bristol. Do you want to? Just very quickly. You haven't finished my snake. Are you really that bored? I thought you. I thought you. No, were I think that idea that you kind of, you know, maybe that's the bit. I look at that's the bit. I'm gonna. That's the bit that's gonna make me happy, or it's gonna, you know, I'm gonna train and get mm-hmm. stronger and not necessarily lose weight because we know that's about food as well, but. You know, there's lots of little, smaller things you could do every day mm-hmm. where you could either find happiness or find that time for yourself to look after yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you almost, yeah. you don't leave it down the end there. It becomes back to the habits that yes. we've talked about. Yeah. You do it, you know. It becomes you, you, integrated in other stuff in the same way that looking at mm. TikTok does. Yeah. Well, you I, don't have that at the end and go, I'm going to do everything yeah. in my life. You still look at TikTok, not yeah. you. 10 times yeah. a day a quick look or a quick yeah. checking a video or checking an email yeah whereas you're right i think training instead of becoming integrated becomes if i get all my shit together yeah it's so all whatever that thing I'll is train. about that thing that makes me happy I and mean, normally that kind of the stuff that does make you happy is the stuff you're doing for your soul mm. Mm. you know the thing that really kind of you know lifts you whatever that is and even if it's trying to find just 10 minutes you know like me leaving in the morning i could get ready why don't i just stand in the garden for 10 minutes yeah yeah and take and and take deep breaths only 10 minutes yeah and who why do i feel i've got to get onto the onto the road and beat the traffic and, yeah. what, what, what am i doing yeah. so you know they're all very small things but I, I guess that's my point there's lots of you know maybe i should try that and then i mean i won't do it tomorrow because i'll be 10 minutes late to see you but we could go and stand on the common together huberman holding who hands a, if you want but as long as there's sunlight huberman has been saying about um this podcast I can't remember what the name of the podcast, but his his name's Huberman, was talking about the um, the effect of sunlight within 90 minutes or an hour of you getting up, mm-hmm. just standing out, and also yeah. basically at dusk doing the mm. same thing. Mm. And it, this sort of recharge of your batteries of having yeah. natural light is, yeah, yeah. is really meant to be really helpful around sleep especially mm. because people are just sometimes not even seeing sunlight the whole no, day and then no, going, I yeah. wonder why I can't, you know, I've been mm. under fluorescent light all day. I wonder yeah. why I can't sleep. Yeah. So, that, yeah, that would be good. Okay, yeah, Br- Bristol, um, do you want to Bristol do a little Bristol. bit of light relief at the end? Yeah. Yeah. So, this came, so the novel that I'm writing, up to 17,000 words now, so I'm chuffed Very about good. that. Um, I wrote about a pub and... On everything I'm writing about, I'm trying to do as much research as I can. And what I found out is in the 70s, mm. no one recorded anything. <laughs> it's like, well, apart from Yeah, the Beatles had stopped at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I think Pink Floyd might have still been going. Yeah. No, in, I know what you mean. In terms of, so I've of course been... they didn't. You think what now? I mean, the, the stuff you just, yeah, very quick on TikTok, you've seen all this stuff. I mean, 
it's almost if it's not being filmed, yeah. it's slightly weird. Yeah, and I'm surprised we're not even filming this. Yeah, you know, just for, for the sake training, of it. Yeah, just in yeah. case something hilarious happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I've been because another thing in the book I know I'm diver- diver- diverting, but another thing that I'm right that I wrote on last night in the book was the um, St Paul's riots in Bristol, which mm. were the first sort of major riots that in, you started. In Bristol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't start. All right, you finished. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. I wanted to go back to remind myself. I was there, and I wanted to remind... <laughs> Knew it. Where were you on the night? I wasn't an, what is it, Asian provocateur. No, I wasn't. Um, so I wanted to go back to... We've had this thing before about your your memory is your last retelling of, mm-hmm. of a tale. And I've, re- mm-hmm. I've told a tale about how there was a motorbike shop, and I was standing there while everyone was smashing the glass right. and wheeling out lovely motorbikes. It was Fowler's. Right, right, yeah. They used to be in St. Paul's. Yeah. And my first thought wasn't, oh, you could go and get yourself a bike. Yeah. So that's good. Um, <laughs> but it was like, firstly, they haven't got any helmets. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> and secondly, they haven't got the keys for them. So they're going to be useless, like as if yeah. none of them could have. All I'm thinking is a uh, steering lock as well. Yeah, no, they Good were all in, yeah. Well, some of them um, were we having to, to be yeah, sorry to, yeah, be... half carried out. Anyway, so my memory was of night. You have changed, haven't you? The, the the local bank, they'd set the bank on fire to see if there was any money inside, and then Fowler's was just along the road. Hold being... on, they set the bank on fire to see if there was any money inside. What? Why don't they use a torch? I mean, the idea that, oh, yes, there is money. Oh, it's all been gone, gone up in flames. <laughs> it's in that bag. Oh. <laughs> oh, I can see it. It's lit up by that lovely massive yeah, flame. Yeah, torches would have been better. Well, they didn't have phones. Sorry, I'm they? just, they you know. You obfuscating. I can't wait for you to. Obfuscating. That was another one. I didn't used. obfuscate anything. That was your favourite word, wasn't it? So, so. I wouldn't do this if you read your bit of your novel out. I wouldn't I just sit there and take the piss. I don't know if I'm going to yet. I don't know if I'm going to yet. What, because you're scared I might no, be a twat I don't and know. just keep it's me interrupting It's a bit self-indulgent, isn't it? Oh, listen to me. Oh, you have been for an hour and a half. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, 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 so I went back and I thought, I'm going to look at every video I can find of the St. Paul's riots so that when I'm writing about it, because I hadn't realised until I watched these videos that it had actually started early afternoon. Right. I'd always seen it as a nighttime thing. Hmm. I must have watched 16 minutes of videos and that's every video I can find. Yeah. And some of them are repeated. So the right. whole of one of the biggest riots and, and mm. one that had massive repercussions for Bristol and for the UK. Hold on. I mean, to be fair, we've talked about a few riots on this pod. Mm. And there's been one uh, common denominator. Me? Yeah. <laughs> but this yeah. was a race riot. And I, <laughs> yeah, I like the Millwall ones at, at, at Bristol Rovers. Yeah. I think you were even made it onto a news note. Panorama. Panorama. Yeah. Sorry, Mark. Um yeah, well, nowadays, everyone just, you know, everyone's got body cams and they're filming themselves yeah. putting petrol bombs through people's yeah. windows, aren't they? And the police were there. This is why it caught my imagination. On one of the videos, the police were there trying to protect themselves against some groups because they, mm. everything, there was a lot of friction at this time. And this was earlier in the afternoon. And three of the police at the front had yellow milk crates. They hadn't been given riot shields. They'd gone, oh, there's a bit of a riot going down in St. Paul's. Can you go and sort them out, boys? It's the difference between the police then and now, isn't it? There, there there's is, a slight difference, but they were, were kind quite of yellow, which somehow... The ingenuity that was <laughs> yeah. back in the day. They just moan they're not given the kit these days. Yeah, and it would be a big saving in the public purse <laughs> if everyone bought their own milk crate. But yeah. the fact they were bright yellow and these guys are holding them, and I'm thinking, you've got a marauding... Sure, they milkmen. 
<laughs> I mean, moonlight with a, with a glance and a riot. I mean, you could you could mistake them. Yeah, that's true. So anyway, the point I was making was um, sorry, I didn't, I didn't really, you were making a point. Yeah. So in the book, I'm trying to look at every single aspect, mm. research it properly because I'm not a finisher, and I want this this novel for someone who is at the rights to go. Actually, he's pretty spot yeah. on. No, it's good, and I think I like the way you were you were doing that because it was all it was it was obviously make you know make it more factually correct. Right, mm. but also I like the idea that it was kind of, it was um, kind of giving you new new memory, not new memories, yeah. but yeah. kind of new ideas, maybe about, more honest memories, perhaps. Yeah, I kind of like that, but yeah. I think it was kind of because if you said it, it, it's based on, it's based on real events. Yes, but there's I guess there's like what embellishments and things in there. Yeah. Is that is that yeah. the right? I don't know what the right terminology yeah. so every, is. So every event is giving you new ideas, true. and it's helped your language and how to describe certain things. And yeah. It's almost where your mind's gone with it as well, which I I find really interesting. Yeah, Mm. yeah. And I'm sort of weaving characters in. So Mm. when we went to this pub, which we went to before we went to a gig, I did some research to find out, and I can't find a single photograph of this pub. One of the biggest pubs in Bristol, there's not one photograph of it inside. Uh So the nearest I could get was a guide that had been written beforehand, Mm. and that's why we'd mentioned that and why I think it's quite interesting. Yeah. So this guide was written to the complete guide to Bristol pubs 1975 and this guy who wrote it Fred Pierce wrote a series of different guides um, and the only reference to the pub that I'm saying which was the King Dick was because we just just we I did have this to talk about yeah the King we did mention the King Dick yeah in the podcast yes because we mentioned it at the beginning of the podcast, yep. but I took that out of the podcast. Okay. So we just ran. Well, you just randomly said King Dick. Yeah. So. And like, you said, if I take that out, you'll sound. <laughs> yeah. So this King is Dick. a nice little bookmark. So one of the things that I found is that Fred Pierce wrote. Um, one of the things that would be very useful to do would to be to have um, the fact that you could go to seven counties in one night. So it would be a seven county pub crawl. So he was explaining how you could start off. And he said you can start off at the King Dick at six o'clock because obviously licensing hours were different. Right. And you can go to six other counties. And I thought... But by what means of transport? By car. That was <laughs> <laughs> the 70s. So, so he's actually advocating <laughs> driving yeah. probably I'm about, sure there's a designated driver even yeah, back then. I'm there? sure. That, I don't <laughs> think that term had been... <laughs> so I thought, I yeah. thought that was... That was the sort of irony about, you know, that, that, that this was seen as a good thing, that you could yeah. actually get to seven counties um, in five hours. No, it was called the King. Was it the King Richard? I guess Richard? the King Richard, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, so he was saying, I mean, I'll just give you a couple of headlines that was quite interesting. Yeah. Um, he said there were 400 pubs in Bristol, and the people that, that wrote about his guide said it's about the same as the number of pubs in Bristol in 2018, which is really interesting. You think, oh, all the pubs have been closing down and everyone were being told. Yeah. But he said that um, there was okay. one for every thousand of population, which is quite a lot when you think about it, isn't it? It's hmm. quite a lot of pubs. Yeah, it is, yeah. Um, so what he'd done is, is just then listed basically what you could expect in various pubs. And so he's got his headings. One of them is class distinctions. So he's given um, a pub called the Drawbridge. says it's working class. The middle class go to the bunch of grapes on the other side. Um, what, is that a different pub? Yeah, it's at the Hippodrome. There used to be a pub either side. And so if you're Wasn't working there the class... Wasn't the Horn and Trumpet? Horn and Trumpet of... could have been, yeah. yeah. Or, or the Horny this Trumpet, the as I've heard it's been called. The bunch of grapes. <laughs> okay, right. 
And then, then he's giving another one. This is run by a working class husband and wife. It's a cramped spit and sawdust bar. Mm. But if you walk up the hill to the portcullis, it's all deer stalkers, Polonex and Oxford voices, aging Clifton trendies. I think it still is, to be fair. <laughs> but what I remember. If you go to the Cambridge Arms on Cold Harbour Road, it's jacket and open neck shirt characters in flash cars. Mm. Um, and if you go to the Criteria on National Road, a collection of elderly, infirm, pissed and otherwise derelict humanity. <laughs> Oh, that's a lovely bit of writing, isn't think, it? And I'm thinking... <laughs> you can picture it, can't you? I'm a teenager at this time, <laughs> and he's actually writing that a pub in Bristol is full of a collection of elderly, infirm, pissed and otherwise <laughs> derelict humanity. And I thought, there's a certain honesty to this. Yeah. So I'm not going to read the whole thing, but um, the next one is about period decor. Um, and he just mentions pubs that have period decor. So the horse and groom has copper kettles hanging from the beams, mm. including an electric one. Which is, <laughs> I didn't know. It's a, what, electric copper? Yeah. It won't be electric copper kettle. Well, it? that's what he said. Um, this is 1975. A price of a pint, 26 pence a pint. Mm. Um, doesn't mean anything. Um, <laughs> yeah, to our Chinese <laughs> listeners. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Twenty six p in nineteen seventy five. God. Yeah. You go. What's that real money? You go twenty six p. But no. It, with inflation, I wonder what that would be. Yeah. What What year was this again? Nineteen seventy five. So what's a pint now? Five. I think. Wow. I said that the other day. Everyone scoffed Did at they? me. They went like, "More six fifty seven quid." Day. When's the no. last time you went out? It was like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in my forties. I don't go out. <laughs> yeah, and I don't drink anymore. Uh, I've gone two years, Mark. Oh, without without a beverage. You're good with maths, aren't you? Mm. So a hundred pounds in 1975 is equivalent to uh, purchasing power to about 893 quid today. Well, it's nine times more. So 26 times nine is 180 oh, plus 54, two pounds yeah. 34. Two pounds 34. So yeah, still. So beer's gone up a lot then. Yeah. I, I get you. You do something to my tummy when you do your maths. <laughs> Is that right, Doctor? Yeah. <laughs> when Mark does his maths, I go have a funny tummy. So talking of funny tummy, we've gone to Pub Grub. <laughs> right. Um, Lovely. The bank tavern offered chicken pie, two veg and chips for 50p. So for the price of two pints, you couldn't get a meal. I don't think right. I would have eaten from the bridge in. It had German sausages dangling from the ceiling. And you can get sausage for 20p. What which bit does he object to? The fact they're sausages or they're German? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh no, he discriminates against everyone. He's right. bit, there were jelly deals and cockles at Air Balloon in Two Mile Hill. Is this some sort of Cockney ghetto? <laughs> it's like it's brilliant. We just get all the stereotypes. So the last couple which I'm going to do is gay pl- gay pub gay pubs. Mm. Uh, the Elephant, which I think still is a gay pub in Bristol, right. was one of the premier folk m- music pubs in Bristol. But it's now, but he's now gone and removed under no. The landlord has now gone and been removed under a cloud who decided they wanted another gay pub in the centre. The customers are now solidly gay, as are most of the bar staff, and trade is booming. Looks like the owners were right. <laughs> not that kind of half gay. Or, yeah. Or, I'm, I'm gay today, gay. but not tomorrow. <laughs> Full on, flat out gay. Right. But there's also a bit of a judgment in there. <laughs> yeah. They're not even for turning. They're that gay. But it's lovely that you can list that under gay pubs almost as sort of like yeah. they've got another bloody gay pub now. They're taking yeah. over the place. Um, I probably won't do the race relations one. I might do it next time. Okay. But um, 
one of the things I found was that the first uh, black landlord in Bristol was um, 1976. Oh. And I found that quite interesting. Yeah, in such a multicultural city. Yeah, because we had the Windrush generation yeah, coming in in the 60s. So it, that, that surprised me a little bit in terms of thinking, I wonder whether landlords were sort of almost like a job for life then. So you'd, yeah, if you gave up a I pub, so. it would be your yeah, son you, or daughter. Yeah, well, it's not, not daughter, son. No, probably. yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, but it is interesting, the language. They, they, this is Ashley Road, which is another... Um, area near St Paul's and it mm. says the main public bar is dominated by weight, uh, by whites black customers tend to use the corridor huh. and it's like that then put it into perspective this is three eight years before the race riot which I no five yeah, years yeah but before. unlike because some of the other language that's kind of just a, just a flat out kind of statement isn't it yeah. no kind of flowery language that, and it, but it's actually quite it leaves yeah. you quite cold doesn't it yeah yeah do you know what I mean yeah it's like uh, oh god you know yeah, that is shit, isn't it? And there's another one here, that Gloucester House was a white pub with an immediately hostile atmosphere, but it's almost said as factual in the same way as so you can yeah. get sausage and mash. But yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, you yeah. can actually put in print that black customers stayed in the corridors. That's, yeah. That is unnerving, you're right. Um, yeah, it is. The other interest, this is the, there's two things just to, to finish up. One was the crown and cushion. Uh, no, sorry, the bell on Pruitt Street was a young kid's pub with lots of girls looking for a pickup. Right. The Crown and Cushion had lots of 15-year-old girls sitting in pairs looking at 17-year-old boys. And again, it's yeah. like, I can remember getting served in the but, King Dick in my school uniform. Yeah. And he's actively going, this is full of 15-year-old girls yeah, right. looking for sex. And it's... Yeah. Times... Well, I don't know. Is this, getting more, is this getting more and more kind of sinister and unnerving as you kind of carry on? Or is there any <laughs> yeah. kind of... Is this, you know what I mean? It kind of started fairly light-hearted. But yeah, but, the, but also just, it's the it's it's the you know side of the times, isn't it? In terms of they've said that matter of fact, it's like yeah, most people yeah. have read that in 1975. Oh, okay, I won't yeah. go there then, or I'll go there because yeah. I'm a 15 year old, yeah. you know, yeah, 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 or yeah. I'm a 17 year old <laughs> lad, you know. The final two are the St Nicholas House in St Paul's, as we mentioned. St Paul's was a friendly middle aged old ladies' pub, and the music of Barry White is mentioned three times in the guide as an indicator that the pubs in question were for trendy, amorous young people and therefore best avoided. Best of all, yeah, but <laughs> well, it's just basically sort of okay. a shag fest, unless you're into that kind of thing, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. It's obviously not the well, target. The Barry White is like, you know, if it's on the jukebox, there's a lot of shagging going on. <laughs> and then the final line of the book, um, as, as the person that did this said, brace yourself for this bit of period sexism. The bull in Two Mile Hill had the biggest busted barmaids in Bristol, <laughs> so not only alliteration, <laughs> yeah, what a lovely way to, uh, yeah, to finish, way to end. <laughs> Thank you. That was good, Mark. I enjoyed that. I think probably offended quite a few people there. Well, yeah. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Anything for the ratings. Right, I have to wrap up. That's it for this episode. Well done for getting this far, and thanks for listening to us. Remember that you can follow us on the socials by searching for I'm Finecast, and feel free to drop us an email at imfinecast at gmail.com. In the next episode, I think we'll do... Enough is enough. Yeah. Why does that remind me of a song? Enough is enough, is enough. Is that because the song is called Enough is Enough? Yeah, I don't know who that is. Another bookmark. But um, uh, anything else, Mark, you wanted to add? No, you, uh, no. Thank you. That was very good. I enjoyed that tonight. Thank you. Thank you. No, you no, were, no. You were a miserable song when you came in, weren't you? <laughs> I was... What was your opening line? <laughs> what, to you when you walked in? Yeah. What, be- what before? How are you? No, when oh. you're sitting here. It's like... Uh, I, th- I, I didn't know. I wasn't feeling very well. I was feeling a bit, you know. I wasn't miserable. No. No, just needed a little dose yeah, of I didn't get BPD any sympathy from you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I said, I'm feeling a bit tired. I got a bit of, and you were like, 
Yeah. Almost like, oh, I've got to pick this up. I've got to carry it. It's that kind of, all right, I've got yeah, this. Then, more work for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So see you, in, uh, see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Chisel.